0: Country boy, I love you.
1: Welcome back lovers to the Complete Guide to Horror podcast. Today we are doing an exclusive episode for Valentine's Day, this time around Valentine,
2: Valentine.
1: The 2001 underrated gem of a slasher film that follows five women as they are hunted down one by one by a mysterious Cupid Mask killer. i got to say, this movie is like the perfect pinnacle of 2001. I mean, you have everyone from Denise Richards. Sorry, I forgot her name for a minute. But yeah, you've got Denise Richards, you've got David Boreanaz, who was popular in the, uh, not Buffy, what's that other one? Angel? Dark Angel?
0: He was in both.
1: Thank you. Uh, Oh, God. Shows what (laughs) I know about. And yet I'm a huge Sarah Michelle Gellar fan. I didn't even know that. That's
0: one way of looking at it.
1: And then you also have Marley Shelton, who was also in Scream 4 in the 2022 reboot, and infamously, Catherine Heigl. (laughs) You also have uh, Jessica Capshaw. You also have uh, the actress Jessica Caulfield, who is one of the girls in White Chicks, uh, one of the most underrated comedies of all time. And with this movie, I got to say, so I watched, I first watched this movie when I was nine years old. We got it as a VHS rental from Blockbuster. This is how old we're talking. And I really liked this movie as a kid. I thought, oh, this is so cool. It's got like cool death scenes. The dialogue is really cheesy. But, you know, as a kid watching this, I didn't give a fuck about like dialogue or continuity or any of that stuff. I just wanted to be entertained. I didn't actually re watch this movie until. 2018 when my sister and I were talking about old movies we used to watch all the time as kids so we thought oh shit let's re-watch Valentine you must have watched that like 25 times as a kid and now as an adult me and my older sister have watched this probably another 20-25 times like we usually just put it on in the background while we talk shit about other people or whatever and it's just such a perfectly cheesy horror movie. There is no substance behind anything to this, even from the casting of your typical stunt casting, like Denise Richards, who was famous back then for being like the Bond girl. She was also in Wild Things with Dave Campbell. And just the dialogue is so bad. No one talks like this in reality. The Bible. The Bible is the foundation of morality and marriage. Even some of the quotes where, Uh, you know there's a civic scene where she's doing the online video dating but by online dating it was you get sent a bunch of videotapes of like all the eligible bachelors and it's Denise Richards and this other girl being like oh hello Lance and then she's sick of the guy that's talking to her, so she turns off the tv and she's like better luck next time Lance and I'm like (laughs) why why did they write that what how does that advance the plot how does that advance the characters like Ah, oh, so many stupid choices, but.
0: Hey there, Lily.
2: Hey there, yourself.
0: Thank you for requesting my tape. Uh, my name's Lance.
2: Hello, Lance.
0: I think I'm I'm perfect for you. Hmm. I'm outgoing. I'm fun. I'm uh, I'm six footish. <laughs> uh, I like board games. Uh, I play a lot of uh, ocean sports.
1: You know, kayak.
2: <laughs> Goodbye, Lance. Better luck like next time, Lance.
1: No, i have a lot of love for this movie but i also respect that this is not how the final product was designed to be made even the director jamie blanks has come out apologizing for valentine saying that his initial vision was very different from the finished product there was a lot of studio interference which we'll get into and yeah i just love love this movie but uh bp what are your thoughts
2: Yeah, this is a shit movie. You guys
1: wouldn't understand.
2: I would just watch this today and the whole whole time. (laughs) It is. a shit. Oh, Um, you're not wrong. (laughs) So, like, when I was watching it, I was, uh, I think I just kept getting scream vibes the whole time. Literally, there's a scene where um, he goes down to the cellar to uh, light the electricity or whatever back up and the mask killer's walking with a knife. And I'm like, if you just put Ghostface on, this will literally just be Scream. Yeah. And so I think the whole time I just kept thinking this was a Scream uh, film. Um, didn't care for it. Thought the dialogue was shithouse. Valentine's Day. What does it mean? Catherine Heigl was good. I really liked her. And you got it wrong, Justin, that Jessica Caulfield, she was from Legally Blonde. She's the one, the friend, Elle's yes. friend. Yeah, she was good. And then she died early, and I got pissed off because that was like the only good thing about the film. Um yeah, there's a big uh question mark which I'll probably bring up in the <laughs> negatives, but it surrounds the budget because mm. this is like a nope thing all over again, and I'm gonna bang on about this. But 29 million dollars for this piece of shit, like where, where did the money go? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I fail to say it. Um I had heard of it, I'd never seen it till now. <clears throat>
1: It's interesting to note, Catherine Heigl only had, like, one to two days of shooting for this movie. She just wanted to get in, get her part out, and then that was it. Clearly, she had no passion for this script or anything, which is telling of the final product.
0: In the end, well, there's the check.
2: Check, please.
1: Sorry, one point I got to... like refute you on is that Jessica Caulfield, she was in both legally blonde and white chicks. So in white chicks she looks very different across all three movies, but in white chicks she was the one with the shorter red hair where um one of the one of the Wayne's brothers says, did you gain weight? And she's like,
2: no. Ah, ah, yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yes. I and did, Yeah, because she's like, you can get your knees done oh, You can get that done, yeah I just think of in the like Leblon Where she comes up on the tanning lounge In the audition video <laughs> <laughs> In the pool
0: <laughs> I'm able to recall hundreds of important details At the drop of a hat Hey, Elle, do you know what happened On Days of Our Lives yesterday? Why, well, yes, Margot, I do Once again, we join Hope in the search for her identity As you know, she's been brainwashed By the evil Stepano. I'm in the same boat as you Justin I saw this when I was really young I had a burnt copy of it and I watched it heaps growing up I hadn't seen this movie since I was like 11 or 12 Um, and it was just an absolute nostalgia trip for me this movie is so shit Um, (laughs) but I had an absolute ball watching this movie because it had been so long and I just watched it so much growing up you're not wrong Byron it is really Mm. shit Um, I reckon if I had no nostalgia behind this. I hadn't seen it before. I would just like I'd be in the absolute same boat as you, Byron. Um same. But for me, it's just an absolute nostalgia trip. Crap, but fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's. A, I don't. I don't know what else. To, I don't know what else to say. I think the music video actually had like parts of the movie in it. You know, back in the day when there was uh, like God. A, a, yeah, yeah. Like it happened in a couple of Saw movies as well. Um, but uh, what was it Opticon by the band Orgy? Who, um, (laughs) about five years ago, um, had a a a GoFundMe um, project that just didn't happen at all. I think they made like a hundred bucks or something. It was really Mm. sad. Um, But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it just absolutely stinks of the early two thousands. Kind of similar to my experience with House of Wax. It was just like, oh god, like this is just like a snapshot in time of. 2005 this is like a snapshot in time of like 2001 it's like so funny to see um and yeah poor Catherine Heigl she was only in it right at the start I'd actually forgotten she was in it at all right she's probably happy about that yeah
1: (laughs) I don't go to the kills I don't think the kills are actually that gripping or anything I mean, probably two unique kills in this series are where Jessica Corfield's character gets struck by the arrows. And I was like, oh, because it's a Cupid character, mm-hmm. arrows, obviously. But I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Watch it as a nine-year-old. I'm like, that's that's pretty damn cool. Falls into the trash at the bottom of the stairwell, whatever. And then watch it as an adult. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, cool. Mm. And uh, the whole gratuitous scene with uh, Denise Richards' character, with like being locked into the spa, the mm. drill, then being electrocuted like, or whatever. I was like, I don't know if it, it's necessarily slasher territory. I saw this more as being in like a final destination movie, per se, mm. or mm. maybe something else outside of Scream. Mm. But didn't think the, even though I haven't really seen any other horror movie with a Cupid mask. I just think the whole design is so fucking stupid. Like, even with my Zoom background here, like the baby face mask and whatever, I'm just like, this reads more like a telenovela. Or I don't know if either of you watched Passions, the old TV soap opera, where it's like the witch and the baby doll. Yeah, I'm just like, this is what I thought it was going to be based on the poster and see images like this. But...
2: Mm. They get like Happy Death Day vibes from the mask as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like unintentionally funny, but yet the original design was supposed to be creepy and mysterious, and it's none of those things. Mm. Likewise, yeah, I gotta say, <laughs> I mentioned this before. My favorite parts of this movie are some of just the real cringe dialogue. Mm. So, if, especially at the start where it's the whole uh, sequence of the speed dating, and it's like all the different guys mm. one by one. Does it advance the plot? Hell no. What's the purpose of it? Why is it there? But even just like the one part where the guy's like, the Bible, the formation of love and marriage. I'm just <laughs> like, why is that there? Why? I, but it's so fucking funny and stupid. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think the writers or the director didn't, like I've, I felt like they had like a 30 minute screenplay for a mystery horror. And so they're like, fuck, we've got to pad out the other 58 minutes. Let's put this scene in. Let's put a scene in involving online dating or maggots in chocolates. And also that reaction that she has where she finds the maggots and she's like... <laughs> Love that part. Even though it's so dumb. It's just like, yeah. It's just... I'm trying my hardest to defend this movie, but I know I can't. It's just... No. Uh, it's just such a good time. Even... You know, I'm a huge fan of Y2K graphics and all that stuff, everything to do with like the internet when it just begun and whatnot. That weird sequence just before uh Jessica Caulfield gets shot by the arrows and everything. She's like stuck in that weird maze of TV screens Mm -hmm. and projections. I know I've seen that in many other horror movies, but I felt because of how that whole thing was designed around like intimacy and giant lips on screens or whatever, it was kind of unsettling. So, yeah. claustrophobic, yeah, like. It was a good sequence, but I don't think it was a great sequence. Likewise with um Denise Richards' character getting followed by that one guy, and then she turns the tables on him and like pours the wax over him. You
2: still want me to wax huh? Yes, I do.
0: Ah! Oh my oh, god. Hey you bitch.
1: Oh. I don't know what they will trying to go for. Are they try to say, like, you know, flip the power on its head or whatever mm. to show that Denise Richards character, whose name I don't know and can't remember, even though I've seen this movie 50,000 times. Yeah. You know, are they trying to say that like she's supposed to be the final girl of the series, even though it's clearly leading towards Marley Shelton? Um but yeah, I I think for me, it's more to do with the nostalgia as my favourite part of this movie. So that's not really a valid criticism. Um, But yeah, cringe dialogue, casting, eh. Sorry, I've got to talk about this. You know that creepy guy that lives (laughs) next to Marley Shelton? And he's like, Mm. we could be mate Kate. I could take you on a date.
2: (laughs) (laughs) See you later, Kate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so what was the point of that it's just it's like <laughs> you know the writers and yeah, the, the director, script writers were
2: there like fuck let's rhyme mm. yeah,
1: yeah it feels feels like scary movie three where he's like name being wing yo would, could shoot hood but like <laughs> it's like the writers were like oh let's put this in because this will make the character feel creepy but it does the opposite effect it just ruins any suspense mm. because he's just this harmless you know obviously has some mental health issues, but, you know, he doesn't appear mysterious or creepy. He just appears like a sidekick slapstick character that undoes the film from its horror slasher premise yeah. into, like, this scary movie comedy territory. <laughs> but uh before I go on and on, uh, BP, do you have any favourite parts of Valentine? Uh
2: Have we done the worst parts yet? No. Ah. Oh. Uh... Uh, favorite part with the credits. Um, <laughs> uh, um, no, look, I will give that TV scene was kind of creepy. I forget what the guy was saying, like the he was mouthing something or whatever it was. Yeah. That whole thing. And then they started all turning off. And even I was sort of confused, but she was kind of like an idiot because she was going one way and I'm like, just go back the other way towards like behind you because that's the way you came in. But it did get a bit claustrophobic because there was one scene where I think a TV came across and kind of like closed it off. Like yeah. The killer moved it across. Um, so I thought that was good. Um, I did like the kill scene with the glass in the shower, I think it was.
0: Mm, I was yeah. thinking,
2: is it going to happen? And then I'm like, oh, shit, that's actually a pretty brutal, like killing on the glass. And I also liked the sauna scene because I thought it was somewhat unusual that when the killer came to the window and then went away, came back again. Because I often think in like a lot of movies, they kind of look past once, have a look in, then just walk off again, but it came back and I was waiting for it to happen a third time. Um, so that sequence is actually, it was kind of scary because I was thinking like, where is he going to pop up? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And yeah, I said, Catherine Heigl and Jessica Caulfield, I think were good in the film, but Everything else was just lacking originality. I'd seen it somewhere else. The funeral scene just reminded me of Final Destination. It's the whole thing over again in <laughs> the cop Rip rocks funerals. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's just the kill scenes, a couple of the kill scenes and um, a couple of the um, the actors. But apart from that, there's nothing really else I, I liked about it.
1: Yeah. So just to harken back to uh, my favourite parts again, one thing I forgot to mention was the opening sequence where it's jeremy middleton and he asked the girls and they all turn him down sometimes very harshly other times nicely and whatnot and it's a nice precursor to show why he's targeting them etc and the whole mystery around well who is he what does he look like is he that mm-hmm. guy that lives next to marley shelton is he david Boreanas? but well plot twist yes it is mm-hmm. with a lot of plastic surgery but um you know, that whole sequence with the colour grading, I was getting from it that this was going to be like an 80s style horror slasher just because they desaturate some of the colours so it's a lot more pink hued, which was quite common for 80s movies. So I was like, oh, even though it's made in 2001, this is going to be set in the 80s. And it was only set in like the 80s or whatever for the first like five minutes of the movie. Yeah. So I was like, eh, I, I get why they chose it, but... Part of me kind of wishes they continued that colour grading for the rest of the movie, but then I guess it would be quite jarring if it's set modern day for it to be like 80s colours, et cetera. But that opening sequence I thought was good because you do feel bad for Jeremy Middleton. So it helps you, I guess, develop some kind of empathy for his character. Mm. Likewise, I think it helps... When, you know, you see these girls get picked off one by one. I mean, when I was nine years old, I was like, yeah, kill that bitch. <laughs> Whereas now I'm like, oh, okay, they rejected you in middle school. Can you yeah. get the fuck over it? Yeah. Like, it was like 20 years ago, dude. What the <sighs> fuck? But, you know, every movie has to have its villain. So Jeremy Middleton is its villain. And also I love this movie on its own because when, it's, when they get the Valentine's card and it says... I uh, love JM. I'm like, that's me! I'm JM! Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> like me and my family would always make jokes about that, but yeah, it's um interesting, this movie. I'll say that. Uh, Coop, did you have any favourite parts of Valentine? Uh,
0: yeah, there's a few of the kills that I can, you know, aren't too bad. They're pretty brutal. Like, uh, it obviously is meant to be like a slasher throwback and they didn't sort of get super imaginative with it. Um, but I thought when the uh, weird uh, neighbor gets killed, I thought that was pretty brutal. With just being, Ooh, oh, um, yeah, with the with the iron, iron and just yeah. uh, getting burnt on the face and then beaten to death with an iron. I mean, that's pretty brutal. Um, the glass death that you mentioned, Byron. That's that's a pretty fucking brutal. Good kill. one. Um, I did mind the um, the spa um, mm. one. I reckon it's sort of, um, I guess, kind of leaning on imaginative i guess Mm -hmm. it's sort of you think that she's just going to get drilled in there and then you sort of got um the cool imagery of the blood and then the sizzling and you know that's pretty cool um i i like a lot of the the cringe dialogue because it's so Mm -hmm. shit um and particularly watching it again uh probably understood a lot of more of the dialogue than i would have when i was watching this when i was a kid um and yeah had a good time with that so yeah, good good kills shit dialogue that is funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. There were so many uses where they would try and do red hearings or like fake outs or whatnot. Like yeah. when um Marley Shelton's character, she runs out of water, so she's she puts her head into the toilet or whatever. <laughs> uh, like first of all, I just thought that was a really strange scene to put into any movie. But then she walks out and uh Denise Richards walks in through the door and, like, scares her. And it's like, are they trying to say that Denise Richards is the villain this whole time? Because the before scene was that guy getting whacked over and over with a hot iron. And then there were other fake-outs with, like, they will try to say Dorothy was the villain because the actual killer put the mask on her, threw her down the stairs and everything, shot her. But I don't know. There's just some weird pieces throughout this movie, especially in regards to the Dorothy character, where... She's, like, dating the guy, whatever. Is
2: he the reason you've been spending all your time on the treadmill? Kim, you're not my
0: girlfriend, and you're not my mother. I'm just taking an interest in your life, Dorothy. You know, as your stepmom. When you're old enough to rent a car by yourself, we can discuss your role as my stepmother. In the meantime, don't talk about my sex life. You have a sex life? (laughs) Yeah, I do. And I don't charge by the hour like you. How dare you! Oh, get your hands off me, you mail order bride from hell. Hey, hey, bring it up, you two. She just called me a mail order bride from hell.
1: And it's just like, well, that kinda of went nowhere because he got killed in the end. Mm-hmm. So they'll try are they trying to say she killed him because she didn't get what she wanted or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then that's until you find out David Boreadas was the killer the whole time. But I don't know. There's some other parts of the dialogue too with uh, like Catherine Heigl's character when she's at the dinner date at the start and it's just like, why are we watching this? Couldn't they just cut to her going to the morgue or wherever she works and then her being killed because that would have mm. made much more sense from a pacing perspective mm. likewise, I find it very hard to believe that these group of five girls who were friends in middle school are all best friends today yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. first of all, that's not realistic, no one's ever friends That much with the same group from like high school middle school or whatever i mean unless you live and stay in the same hometown or whatever but i was just like oh that's interesting you know watching as a kid i'm like of course they're friends forever (laughs) yeah yeah and then as an adult, it's like wait she has more than two friends what (laughs) the hell (laughs) like what the fuck (laughs) it's a lot of christmas presents fuck no but um then Yeah, I just found some parts very hard to believe. I know this is a horror movie, you're supposed to suspend your disbelief but yeah, some parts I'm just like, that would never happen. And... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> just some of the weird like specifically going back to the dialogue before Jessica Corfield's character gets like isolated and she gets shot with arrows and everything they're at the event and it's just really awkward watching these actresses try and like do their best with such a shitty yeah. script like mm-hmm. when they're having the introductions with the other guys and you're just like oh god I feel like this is me when like, I'm, you know, someone from high school tries to talk to me, and I'm just like, I don't have any spare change, I'm sorry. Like, you know, it's just so awkward, this entire movie. Hey, is everything okay? Yeah. Oh, well, well, if it isn't the latest victim. Excuse me, who are you? <laughs> that's none of your business.
0: She's no one.
1: No one? That's right, I'm just the idiot who's still waiting for the return on her internet investment. What did you call that again, hmm? Bleedmedry.com? Yeah, that's nice. Okay, let's go, Dorothy. Yeah. Watch your back, leech. Likewise, the character of, uh, I think her name's Ruthie. She's the one that gets killed with the shower glass and everything. Uh, I was like, why is she at this house party all of a sudden? What what even was the point of her character? Mm. Was she supposed to be another red herring? And then, uh, I don't know, just really awkward all over.
0: Hurts, doesn't it? He loves me.
1: He loves your trust fund. Trust me. I will say, I, to this day, still hate the ending. That David Boreanaz was the one who was the killer the whole time. Because I I just wish it was something different. Like, I'm glad they kept it that it was Jeremy Middleton who was the one killing everyone. Because it's a nice little revenge piece, I guess. But I just wish it was someone else like, apart from David Boreanaz, because it didn't really make sense to me. Mm. Like, if he was obsessed with all the girls, why did he then only pursue a relationship with Marley Shorten's character? You know, mm. just things that make sense to me, like, whatever. Uh, BP, I'm sure you have a lot. What are your least favourite parts of Valentine?
2: Uh, everything. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, apart from a couple of scare scenes and... Uh... Yeah, a couple of characters yeah it was pretty wayful. i think just the consensus of this film is that it's just piggybacking off a lot of other films like as i said it <laughs> is literally just ghost face with a geisha looking mask or baby looking mask <laughs> in the end with a knife i mean there's nothing that sets it apart it just It doesn't help that Scream was within the same sort of year pretty much as well. Like it's not like it came out years later or something and it doesn't have anything that sets it apart. The dialogue is woeful. There's a scene where it's the killer and then it's the stepmom at the bottom of the staircase. And I thought it was just a sorority chick coming down the stairs. No, it's a stepmom. And it's just really (laughs) bad acting at that point. Like I thought it was going to be a porno, like they're going to go upstairs or something because it was that (laughs) shit. Um, And then um, what else did I write? Yeah, it's a my biggest gripe with this film is this cost 29 million. Like, what the hell? Where did the money go? Like I just it's yeah, I, maybe 10 million. Yeah, maybe 29 million. I failed to see where this money went in this film because it's shit house. Um yeah, it just reeks of just lacks anything new to the genre. Um, so I'm glad it bombed. I don't know why it got produced. It's just, yeah, it was just sort of a waste of time and didn't add anything to the horror genre. I just think it just copied ideas from every other film and just chucked it into a new one and had a new mask on, and that's it.
1: (laughs) No dessert. One interesting thing to note about the director of this movie, J.B. Blakes, so three years prior, he was the director of the Urban Legends movie, which, Mm. you know, I will, whenever we get around to doing that episode, I have a lot to say about that movie because it, to me, This and Valentine are the same movie. So both really fucking terrible, but has some good pieces. But I also view it from a nostalgic lens. So if I watched that movie today, I'd be like, what was the point of urban legends? Like what the fuck? And, you know, even the use of the villain. So, like this Valentine's villain has that stupid Cupid mask. Likewise in Urban uh, Urban Valentine, in Urban Legends, it's the weird jacket with the fluffy hoodie jumper that one of my exes used to wear all the time. And it's like, what, what is it? How is that supposed to be scary? It just looks like a homeless killer or whatever. I never understood why that was the costume of choice for Urban Legends, likewise with this movie. Mm. Um, I was just going through. Uh, This one link that I found as you were talking, BP, Mm. and it says in a 2015 retrospective review, the online horror publication Icons of Fry said that they were defending the spirit of the film and its thematic handling of the holiday's mythological aspects. But I'm sorry, what mythological aspects? It's Valentine's Day. The only mythological aspect is that, you know, the character of Cupid and that it's supposed to be a day centred around love. Yes, we see little points about it in the movie with like the chocolates with the maggots, you know, the online, not online, sorry, the video dating service, the speed dating, but it's, it doesn't bring anything to a horror aspect unless someone dies during the speed dating, you know? Mm. But otherwise you just get that guy talking about the Bible.
2: One thing at the start that also irked me with the dialogue was even just like the approach of that guy on Catherine Heigl and he's like, are you going to give me a kiss? And I was just like... As if he's going to mm. kiss you. Like, what entitles you to a kiss? You're such a weirdo. And then even when the two girls are at the, the art gallery show, at the, the picture show, and he's looking at them from a distance with, like, a stupid derp face, and then she's yeah. like, are you going to come over? And then he just kind of gets pissed off and walks off. I'm just like, this doesn't happen in real life. Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't know who was assuming this is what goes on. Like, someone's mom or something wrote this. The ending was really bad. Um, I remember thinking it was pretty good when
0: I was younger, but, like, I knew what was what was um what was coming and watching it again, I was like, fucking um what's her name? Kate, fate, Kate, Date, Kate. Um, Kate's a fucking <laughs> idiot. Um, <laughs> like how could she not see that that was completely like she was being chased by him and then he's got the gun and then he shoots them like five times for God's sake. It was just so obvious. And then yeah, I don't know. And how has he never had a one of those nosebleeds just while he's hanging out with her? yeah that's Mm. what's with that um yeah i I really hate yeah really hated the ending um it didn't really build to to anything so yeah kind of unfortunate
1: there's actually a part where they accidentally give away that he's the killer so um it's when uh what's her name kate's talking with david moriadas about the creepy neighbor and he goes her mate date fake kate And it's like, but she didn't necessarily say that. So he must have been watching them. And that's when he picked up on it. So he's just revealed himself as a killer. But I would only pick that up if I had watched this movie before. And if I really tuned into the finer details. But um, there's also some drama behind the release of this movie. So months and months before this movie was even finished Mm post-production, there was a news article in like uh, Deadline or Variety, one of the other horror movie publications and whatnot, where they specified David Boreanaz has signed on as the movie's villain. And it's like, well, you just gave away that he's the fucking killer. This is supposed to be a mystery horror film, like Urban Legends or Scream. Damn. I'm surprised they didn't change it during post-production to say that maybe he was intended as a villain, but plot twist, Mm. it's actually Denise Richards. She survived the spar attack she committed against herself (laughs) or whatever. This movie, I think, just has a legacy for both the right and the wrong reasons. It clearly has a cult following, as we've seen. Like there's even been a Blu-ray release in the past mm. couple of years where wow. it did, I think it made 700000 dollars So you think of a Blu-ray re-release, you know, you wouldn't expect a little known movie like this one that only made like 40 million at the box office to mm. generate that much revenue 21 years later on. Um likewise. I don't know if this movie will stand the test of time. I think there's going to be some other kind of Valentine's themed horror movie that'll come along soon and like reclaim that spot. But for now, it's kind of like in the cultural zeitgeist has been like the only Valentine's Day specific horror movie. Mm. Yes, there's My Bloody Valentine, but it's not necessarily around Valentine's Day. It's more around pickaxes. So. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I watched that movie like fucking 20 years ago and I still don't remember shit about it. So <laughs> I'm probably wrong. It probably is all about Valentine's Day, but yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Likewise, I think it's funny that Catherine Heigel went on to star in Valentine's Day, the movie, like the rom com. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah, it's like, hmm. it oh. maybe she was traumatized by this movie. So she's like, I, I want people when they search Catherine Heigel Valentine to come up with this movie instead of yeah, the 2001 yeah. slasher one. <laughs>
2: it just feels so sloppy and so lazy and just kind of mashed together. And then they're like, uh, it feels like screaming. They're like, don't tell them that like, they won't know. And I'm like, we know. Mm. Yeah. Um. I think even if they changed the weapon to something else, like if they had that the hacksaw, the drill thing as like the premise going around, like, yeah, that may have been like a point of difference, but it was only used in one scene. Every other scene was pretty much a knife. Yeah. yeah. But like, it has nothing to distinguish itself. Like, Ooh, new mask. And, like, I just didn't care for anything. Like the ending, it was just, like, there's no emotional connection to this film or, like, rooting for any characters, really. Let's just let them die. Cool.
1: Yeah. Even the Marley Shelton character, because she's the only one who politely rejects Jeremy Milton at the start of the movie. Mm. I didn't care for her throughout the whole movie. I didn't give a shit if she lived or died. Mm. I, it was actually more, uh, what's the word, not infatuated, uh I was more rooting for Denise Richards character to live. Cause yeah, yeah. as a, as a kid, I remember looking at her. And, well, I mean, I was a kid. So I was mostly looking at one specific area, but you know, I was always like, Oh, she's cool. She's the feisty one of the group. I want to be like her, you know, being young, gay kid and everything. But as an adult, I'm like, why was she even in this movie? Like she was part of like, she was a Bond girl and mm. now she's, in a weird slasher horror movie. I, well, I don't understand.
2: Where the budget obviously went.
1: But even probably even later. then. Like and the Barry other. Anderson
2: Valley was pretty
0: big at the time. So mm. probably a few um, high fees
1: there. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, David Boreanaz was paid maybe one to two million for this movie. Same with uh, Denise Richards. Catherine Heigl, she was, I mean, she had just started in Roswell, that old TV show about Roswell, New Mexico. But I mean, that was on the CW or WB or one of those like teen channels like Riverdale's on. So it's like, well, she couldn't really have gotten that much money for it. Yeah. Likewise, with other actresses, Molly Shelton wasn't really a name. Jessica yeah. Caulfield, this was filmed before Legally Blonde. Mm.
2: So, mm. Um. I was just reading the back of the DVD thing on eBay because I can't take it seriously. It just says from the director of Urban Legend featuring Denise Richardson Wild Things, this hip, sexy new horror will change the way you view your valentine forever. And it goes, with more bite than scream, and I know what you did last summer, valentine delivers a valentine's day card of pure terror written in blood and sealed with a deadly kiss. Oh, that's dreadful. And then I love it, it goes... Uh, who has chosen them to die, question mark, and why, question mark, just pray you don't meet your secret valentine on February 14th. Question mark. It sounds like an ad for Tinder. <laughs> and then LA, LA Times writes, i um, smart, stylish horror picture, dot, 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 a fresh twist on the ever-reliable revenge theme. All
1: right. <laughs> Okay. The fact that it used the dot, 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 I guarantee <laughs> that would have been a negative review. Yeah. So I probably said something <laughs> else like a smart, stylish thriller. This is not it. Or yeah, something else yeah, and they yep. just cut it off. Nitpick. Uh, I'm sorry, the use of the words like hip, sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's, <so laughs> fucking
2: bad. it's sexy new horror. Yeah. <laughs> So sexy. (laughs) I
1: I wouldn't be scared, but I want it to be sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck marketed this movie? (laughs) Uh.
2: Scream 6 will be the sexy New York version.
1: (laughs) I'm just just reading now. This is based on a novel.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. And it's weird because the front, the DVD cover has the mask and it's got, she loves me, she loves me all over. She loves me not. (laughs)
1: I'm just... No. God. It's interesting too. So uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt was initially cast in Denise Richards' role. I mean, it feels like they're just trying to piggyback off... Uh, I know one of you two said it before, um, but if they actually cast Jennifer Love Hewitt as a side actress to be one of the secondary characters... I just would have been watching the movie, being like, "Isn't she supposed to be the maid? Because she was the maid in I she did last summer." Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just strange.
2: I don't think any different casting choices would have made it better. Just it's no. shit from the start. So. I'm
0: gonna find this book though. Is the sexy <laughs> I'm, new book? I'm so I'm so <laughs>
2: curious, yeah. just ask your partner if she's seen a sexy <laughs> horror book around. <laughs> <laughs> i just when we do this i get to promote it as um listen to this sexy new horror yeah
1: (laughs) honestly they didn't even need the whole valentine's day theme for this movie it could have just been about a vengeful kid from school or whatever Mm -hmm. and the whole thing could have been he's just sending random love letters like take the whole valentine's day approach out of it and it could yeah. have been released more towards like halloween or whatever being like a stronger box office but it's kind of like they had the idea first valentine's day but make it horror slasher and then they didn't yeah. know what to do with it so they're like oh what's that girl from james bond denise richards are gonna get her <laughs> and oh let's get this other girl and this and this and it's just like but where's the Where's the scary parts? Like, where's the good writings? It was definitely not here.
2: <laughs> I got the sexy bit right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, even, uh, what's the word? Um, The casting of David Boreanaz. I mean... I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't seen anything with him in like the past 10, 15 years. I don't remember the last thing I saw him in that wasn't like a rerun of Buffy or Dark Angel. is it in Bones? Angel?
0: Yeah, that's the most recent thing I've seen him in is Bones.
1: I haven't seen that show. I completely forgot he was in that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not very good.
1: Is it still uh, going on?
0: Uh, no, but it went on for 12 it years. years. Yeah. yeah it was
1: it was, on, it
0: was running for a long time. He's mm. on a
2: movie could seal. He's on a show called Seal Team, which has been going since 2017. It's a military drama se- series.
1: Damn. Mm. There you go. He's. I'm just going through his IMDb. Yeah. Not much. Yeah. Oh, so this was his second ever movie. His first one was Macabre Pair of Shorts in 1996. Then obviously he was in Buffy and a whole bunch of other TV shows. Then mm. Valentine was his second one. Then Last one was 2013, but his last TV was yeah, SEAL team and American game, America's game, but he's a narrator.
0: I forgot he was in that um that really shit crow sequel. Oh with um Wicked Prayer? and um yeah and
2: Tara Reid.
0: <laughs> and was, it was so shit that movie. <laughs>
2: It has a 0% it, based on seven reviews.
0: Okay. Yeah, I was just saying that. 0% far out. Yeah, well, I remember it being bad and I had like no
1: taste back then, so it must be shit. <laughs> oh, um, God. Speaking of Tara Reid, she was oh. actually um, initially cast for one of the girls' roles. Uh, huh. so, I I think that would have, even though the cast of DS Richards does take me out of the movie a little bit, but I had a bunch of Tara Reed being in this because the whole time it would have been like, oh, the girl from American Pie. Yeah, What's she here?
2: <laughs> like, yeah. Anyone that hasn't seen it, don't waste your oxygen or your breath or any part of your body <laughs> on this movie. It's shithouse.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's not a you. sexy
2: horror. So don't get convinced <laughs> it's a sexy horror because it isn't. <laughs> Uh, on the
0: on the contrary if you have seen it years and years ago watch it again for a laugh
1: Mm. it is the perfect throwback movie but only if you've actually seen it like way way back in the day
0: you need you need the nostalgia if you don't have that nostalgia it's apparently really hard to watch
1: (laughs) but also i'm just going to put a notice up there if you're someone who is still harboring a grudge between yourself and some girl or guy or whatever because they rejected you in year four, or year five or at the Blue Light Disco, mm. fucking get over it. Honestly.
0: Get over it.
1: Cooper <laughs> BP, just want to say thank you both very much for joining me today.
2: Thank you. Thanks again.
1: Anytime, anytime. I look forward to putting BP through more horrible late 90s, <laughs> 2000s films.
2: <laughs> and I'll find some archive ones of my own to annoy you.
1: <laughs>
2: it's a war. Yeah, it's on. <laughs>
1: oh, this will be like the next Versus episode. Like in the worst horror movies that we just all picking at each other for. It. <laughs>
2: this
1: could be our fate, Kate viewers keep an eye out for future episodes if you like this particular episode give us a like comment share tip all that jazz etc etc and if you hated this episode
2: this is a private party Can't you pause off me what is she doing here she was just leaving to
0: our feet
1: Thanks for tuning in to our Valentine's episode. If you'd like more content around Valentine's Day, but also the best and worst hookup stories, the best and worst Tinder dates, everything in between, I've linked my videos in the description of this video to my other podcast series titled Date or Disaster. If you think you've had a horrible dating experience, wait till you hear these stories. I'm also joined by our resident expert, Robert, who will answer your questions on everything from how to take nudes to what pictures to use for your dating profiles, Also, how to navigate bad situations you may or may not find yourself in, so check it out. Thanks!